Thank you, Jesus. God is good to us. He's good to us. He's good to us. And we know we got a lot of people that are out. Amen. But God is good. Amen. Amen. They've already called me. They wanted to be here. They wanted to be here, but due to circumstances, they're not able to. So guess what? No need of you looking around. Don't feel shy. Just relax and get your Bible, pen, and pad so we can go in the word of God. Amen? Amen. And then we're going to take the word home. And again, I say we will be back on Wednesday night at 630. Amen? Amen. We're only doing the Wednesdays in January. Amen? Amen. Amen. We are trying to, I got it all written out. I just want to start where God wants me to start. First of all, let's do this. Let's break the ice. Let's stand and do our declaration. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand up and do our declaration. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. This is our declaration. This is what we believe. Amen. Amen. 2022. 2022. The year year. of expectation and hope. Twenty twenty two. The year of expectation. The year of having. The hope of the promises. Of Jesus Christ. Active. Active. In my life. The promise. Of his prosperity. His power. And his presence. Twenty twenty two. Is my year. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. This morning, we're going to uh, just kind of slow down a minute, and we just want to go over some things because we need to understand uh, what we're saying. I want to understand what we're saying. Amen. And so we want to just kind of go back over that word expectation and hope. As we said before, there can be no hope without expectation. Amen? It, it, it does not work at all. And uh, we went over a few things. We won't go over all of them, but we did go over a few things on Wednesday night concerning uh, expectation. Amen? And so we're not going to go over all of them, but we will go over a few of them. For instance, hope is rather an unfortunate word to use because hope is something which has no certainty of fulfillment. There is no guarantee, and this is the way it sounds, and I know you've heard this before. Well, I just hope so. If it doesn't come about, well, (laughs) it will not really matter, but I hope it does. This is what the word hope means in today's language. When people start saying they hope something will happen and, and oh, I just, oh, I just, I wish it'll happen. And that's hope. That's hope. And I know you and I, at one time or another, has either heard somebody say that or we have felt that way ourselves. Amen. There's a lot of differences between expectation and hope. 
Suppose I am expecting a visitor to arrive by plane tomorrow morning. I'm not just hoping that they will come. I am expecting them to come. And wait a minute. And because of my expectation, I have made certain arrangements regarding their visit. To expect something means that there is a strong possibility, even a certainty, that the event is going to happen. Just the hope so has no feeling of certainty at all. It is only pie in the sky. It's only a dream. It's just a dream. And so that's why when we did the card, we followed the instructions of the Lord because he said, he told me, he said, you can't just put hope on there. This can't be just a year of hoping. He said, they got to be expecting to have prosperity, power, and presence active in their lives. Okay? If we was just all sitting around hoping this year, we'll all be wringing our hands, scratching our head. Well, I don't know. Do you know? Well, I think so. I hope so. No. No, 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 no. That's why it's expectation and hope. Amen? Amen. Expectation, that word means this. It is a strong belief, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Hope, on the other hand, is an optimistical state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. You might want to jot this down. Hope must have expectation. Hope must have expectation. Hope alone has no certainty of fulfillment. Amen? I want to share... I want to share this with you. The most vital key in the period between believing and manifesting the answer is this. It is expectation. Are we really expecting God to supply that particular need? Oh, yes. We expect it the moment we first believe. Yes, that day and maybe a day or two after. But if there's any length of time (laughs) between the believing And the manifestation, we cease the attitude of expectancy. We've done that. Well, he didn't come in two months. Well, God, you hadn't answered my prayer in three hours. Lord, it's been a year. And we we find ourselves beginning to dwindle. And so we got to keep our expectations high the whole year. Oh, Jesus. Wait a minute, child. We got 12 months that we have to keep our expectation of Jesus Christ's prosperity, presence, and power in our lives the whole year. So we can't let our expectation go down. We, we can't let it go down. So when two or three days have gone by, any length of time between the believing and the manifestation, we begin to cease the attitude of expectancy. We began to get over into a hope situation. It sure would be nice, you know. It would be great if we got the answer to that need, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be terrific? We are no longer expecting it. And Satan has tricked us on that one little punch. 
I am sure to some of you that there's only a hairline distinction between expectation and hope. But it is there. And Satan is very anxious to give you a nudge over from the side of expectation into hope. Because he knows that by so doing, he can cancel the whole project. You must be on your guard. We must be on our guard at all time and keep our minds geared to the fact that we are standing on the greatness of God's word. Amen. So expectation doesn't work alone. Hope does not work alone. Hope has to have expectation, which means it's a strong belief it's going to happen. I'm even making preparations for this to happen. I used to hear people say a long time ago, you believe in God for a car, you need to get out there and build a garage. Okay? You, you don't believe God for the car and you don't have no expectations. You're not building no garage. You're not making room for a car. Come on now. Whatever we're expecting this year, we're going to have to make some room for it. We're going to have to start working in the areas where we were expecting it to show up in. Amen. I'm, I'm expecting prosperity to show up. I'm expecting God to give me his power and his presence. I got to make room for that. That's my expectancy. It's just like when a visitor is coming or they done told you they're coming. You start making certain arrangements. Yeah. We got we to gotta do that. And we got we to gotta keep our expectancy for 12 months, y'all. 12 months. Thank you. Praise the Lord. 12 months. 12 months. See, a part of my believing is expectation. See, expectation does not work alone. It works based on the word of God. On what is our expectation based? <laughs> On what God says in his word. And when God says in his word, give and it shall be given unto you, then our expectation is, Lord, I have given and now I am expecting the press down, shaken together, and running over solution. See, the word becomes the solution to the expectation. <laughs> hey, Woo! I believe this, y'all. I believe it, y'all. I got $25, but I'm looking to get 25 more. Come on. I got some food in the pantry, but I'm looking to get some more. I'm walking in some presence and power of God, but I'm looking to get some more. And it's based on God's word. I don't base my expectation or my hope on what I think or what I might want. It's got to be based on the word of God. Why? Because it's got expectation must have a strong base. Huh. It's got to have a strong base. It's got to have a strong base. Our expectation comes from the scriptures. I think that this is an important part. Important because if you find yourself losing your enthusiasm, the rejoicing, the abounding in expectation, there's only one thing to do. Get back to the scriptures. Get back to when you feel yourself running out of expectation. I'm running out of hope. I'm running down low on expectation. When your car get low, what do you do? You take it back to the gas station. 
So the gas station is the word of God. We got to get back to the word and let it build up our expectation so our hope will have something to hold on to. Woo! Get back to the word and see what God promised. In other words, go back to the contract. Now, I don't know if you've looked at it like that, but God's word is really a contract. It is a covenant to us. Okay? A covenant is an agreement. So when Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood, he says, I come in covenant with my people. It's a contract. I come in agreement with you. What does he say? This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm I, I stand in agreement. And that's why this year being the number of two, 2022. Two is the number of unity. Amos says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Now, how are you going to walk with the word of God and build up your hope, have expectation? Come on now. How, how are you going to walk with God and you don't even believe the word of God? How are you going to walk with God and, and you don't even believe he's a healer? Come on, church. Come on. Come on. See, when God said come up higher, this the higher. This is the higher. What, what has he told us? Thank you, Father. Help me with your word today. Help me to be a blessing to your people. Go to Psalms 62. Amen. Psalm 62. No, we, I don't want to preach. I, I told the Lord when he first called me to preach, I told him I don't want to preach pie in the sky. Whatever, whatever I tell the people, Lord, it has to be solid. And he's never let me down. His word is truth. Okay. Psalm 62 and 5. And it says, my soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotions, your conscience, your imagination. Wait thou only upon who? Who? Well, who you waiting on? Don't wait on your hope. You better get away from that because you see what Hope said. Hope said, well, I sure wish it had happened. Ooh, girl, wouldn't it be nice if that really did come to pass? Ooh, man, wouldn't that be nice if we could really get that? But expectation said, uh-uh, God's word said, I can have it. I got to believe it, and I can receive it. Nope, we're not just hoping. See, the Christian, the Christian walk is not just a hope walk. Is an expected walk. Bless the Lord. Bless him. It says, my soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. My enthusiasm, my joy is from God. Uh-oh, I'm going to take you somewhere. Go, go to John. All right now, it's in God. Come on, go with me. Go to John chapter 1. <laughs> it's in God. John chapter 1 and 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So if my expectation is of God, guess what? My expectation is from the word of God. Because God is the word. I said, God is the word. I would not put my expectation or my hope in anything else but the word of God. 
Oh, Lord. So the body of Christ will need the promises of Christ active. I keep saying that word active. That means it's working, y'all. It's turned on. Somebody said, turn it on, Jesus. So turn on your prosperity, your power, your presence in my life. So turn it on. Hey, hey. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. Because God has spoken a kingdom word to the body of Christ. He's given us a kingdom word. His promise of kingdom prosperity, kingdom power, kingdom presence is for 2022 and beyond. Okay? It has to be. All right? I told you back in 2005, God gave me what is called a kingdom word. And that's exactly what he told me to write down. He says, write this and put it as kingdom word. I said, okay. And he told me, he says, every anti-Christian power is going to be destroyed. There will be a complete fall of Satan's kingdom of darkness. Jesus Christ's kingdom will be universal. Okay? Because of this kingdom word from the Holy Spirit of Christ, we will need our future secured and our hope on a solid rock. It's going to have to be on Jesus, y'all. It's going to have to be on Jesus. There was one word that changed this into a kingdom word. One little word, and it was in the word expectation. It says a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And so when I read that and I latched on to it, the Lord said, now change prosperity, power, and presence to kingdom prosperity, kingdom presence, and kingdom power. I said, what? He says, because the future is the kingdom. That blessed me. I said, what? The kingdom is the future. That's where we're headed. That's why he told me to explain it. He says, I want it out there that we came out of eternity. We came out of God. What is eternity? God. We came out of eternity. The original earth came out of eternity. And then when sin hit the earth, it went into a chaotic state. We're talking about the sin of Lucifer. We're not talking about the sin in Noah's day yet. We're talking about when he rebelled against God and he wanted to take over. And he wanted to be God. God said there's only one God. And then he led a rebellion with other people during that time. Whatever was on the earth at that time, they followed Lucifer. And the Lord said, oh, no. So he allowed the earth to be submerged in water and let it ice over. Because once the sun didn't shine, it became very cold. So when you get down to Genesis uh, chapter 3, and it says, and God said, let there be, what he did was he didn't recreate. He just called it back up. But Satan was still loose. So sin ramped up again all the way to Noah's day. Then we got to the day of Noah when the great flood came. And only eight souls were saved in an ark. Glory to God. And now here we are on that same rock. The same rock. But they call it this present evil world. That's what it is because it's evil. 
But God had a plan. Somebody said God had a plan. And it's called the future. You see, the future is now and then. And that's the way we're going to have to live. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Well, how many lives is that, Lord? Two. He says, you're living now. I'm going to give you life for now. And I'm going to give you eternal life for the hereafter. But that doesn't stop us from going into the future. But he told us, he says, now, why are we going into the future? Don't you remember the Lord told me, he says, tell the body of Christ that we are living in the day of salvation. We're living in the day of the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. And he also said, but we're also living in the days leading up to the return of Christ. So in between all of that, as we're moving toward eternity again, what does he tell us to do? Occupy till I come. So you can't go home and shut the door and pull a cover over your head. He said, occupy. The word occupy means to do business. That means to get up and do something with your life. That means get a job. That means start a business. Come on here. That means manage what you got. They told President Biden, his uh, counselors and health officials, they told him, they said, okay, this is getting out of hand now. Instead of trying to work on getting rid of COVID and Omicar, teach the people how to live with it. He said, stop working on trying to get rid of it now. Just teach them how to live with it. And I hung my head. I said, Lord, this is the world we live in. But Jesus told us. The disciple says, when will the end of this age be? When will, not the end of the world. Because you see, there are more events that have to come in before we enter into eternity. Mm. It's in stages, y'all. Did y'all hear what I said? I say it's in stages. That's why God would always tell me to tell you, unpack your bags. God is so good. God is so good. It's in stages, y'all. So just, just look at it this way. We came out of eternity. That was the original earth. Then came the chaotic earth. Then came the present evil earth. Then came the flood of Noah's day. Now, we pass all of that. We, we pass all of that. Now, we're in the day of grace, mercy, and the church. But that's going to come to an end. The only thing the body of Christ is waiting on is the rapture. All right? So when Jesus says, occupy till I come, he says, you do business, but you do it with a future mindset. He says, you don't, you don't live on this earth thinking it's going to continue as it is forever, because it is not. He said, but I created you for both worlds. I created you, said the Lord, for now and then. That's why we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. But we are spirit, which means we're going to live eternally somewhere. And we're just not a dumb spirit. We are a talking spirit, a creating spirit, a doing spirit, a knowledgeable spirit. 
So we're waiting on the rapture. Now, after the rapture, and we don't know when that's going to be, that's going to be the great tribulation. So that means if you miss the rapture, then you are then what is called left behind. You will be left here to go through the great tribulation. Well, what is the great tribulation? It is when the man of sin, the man of perdition, the Antichrist, who is against God and against the anointing, is out here now, and they're paving the way for it, but it hadn't come into fullness. There is a man that will rise up somewhere over in the European countries, come on now, that's going to sell his soul totally to the devil. He's going to allow the devil to enter him. And don't tell me that that can't be done because it's in the Bible. The Bible says, and Judas allowed the devil to enter into him. And then he went and betrayed Christ. So there is a man that is coming who is going to fully give himself over to the Antichrist. If you are left behind, you will be in those times. Then you better go dig some holes for real. Because they're going to hunt you down. That's in the Bible in Thessalonians. Because, see, the church will be gone, and the Holy Spirit will have moved on. So that means you'll have to pay for your salvation with your life. Rather than living now for the Lord, getting the understanding now, growing in him now, and being ready for the rapture. You say, what you talking about? If your ears are dull of hearing, every creature got a preacher. So I come and hear the preacher, and my ears become not dull of hearing. I get a spiritual ear. So when the spiritual trumpet blows, I can, he I can hear it. I will not be left behind. I don't like running now. They're going to secure all your money so you can get that out your mind while you're holding on to it. You won't be able to use money. He's going to have that one. Then, then the one world currency will be in effect. Everything will be put in a chip for real. They got it now, but it's not everywhere. See, when the Antichrist comes, it's going to be everywhere. You ain't going to be able to buy no food. You ain't going to be able to. Listen, this is not scare tactic. This is just fact. This is what the Bible says. This is fact. So he said, occupy till I come. Occupy until I call your name or until the trumpet is blown. Occupy in kingdom prosperity, kingdom power, and kingdom presence. And I don't mean to sound like I don't keep in focus or I'm just living all outside of the, but I'm going to enjoy my life. Amen. I'm going to enjoy what God has given because you're not going to take it with you. Amen. You know, people, when, when preachers say that, first thing come to people's mind is at a funeral. I'm talking about when the trumpet blows as well. Amen. 
none of this is going with us. Even the clothes we have on are going to drop off. Everything's going to change. So I'm going to enjoy. I ain't sitting up worshiping no money. I'm just going where I'm going. I'm just saying. I'm not going to do that. I can't take it with me. So we got some time, y'all. Then after the great tribulation comes the millennium age. That is the reign of Christ on this earth for 1,000 years. Now, when Christ comes back to reign for 1,000 years in that day, those that have went with him in the rapture, they come back with him. Only we're going to be a little bit different. We will have our glorified bodies. Thank you, Jesus. Because see, as he's reigning, Babies are still going to be born. People are still going to be going to work. Things are still going to continue on. The only difference is going to be the saints that went with him in that call going to have glorified bodies, and we will be here working with him. We'll be like the angels. But you won't be out of your mind. The reason why I know you won't be out of your mind and you won't be just floating around on a cloud is because the Bible says you're going to be able to eat, smell, taste, laugh, have conversations, is you're going to get a glorified body to put your spirit in that's already saved by God. See, right now you saved, you got God in your spirit, but he says this body, watch this, this body is given away. Is this, y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk as plain as I can. I have to remove all the theology as I'm studying, and I ask God to make it plain for me and your people. Do you understand? You are already saved. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, he literally came into your heart. And that's where he sits. But the body is given away. So that's why he says you're going to need a new body. It ain't going to be like you just some zombie. Oh, I don't want to go into eternity because I don't know what that's all about. Eternity is God. It means we move more into God, it's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, am I going to be out of my mind? No, honey, you're going to know what's going on. So the Bible says when he returns, he's going to return with 10,000 and thousands of his saints that got caught up in the rapture, that heard the trumpet, and they answered the call. And the reason why I said, thank God we'll have our new bodies is because when the thousand years is over, Satan must be released. Y'all read it in Revelation. He's going to be bound for a thousand years. That's the reign of Christ. But the Bible said after the thousand years is over, he's going to have to be loose for a little season. What is he loose for? Because then it will be shown to mankind. Man been saying and woman been saying, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. So God said, I'm going to remove the devil and get you get an understanding that it wasn't just the devil. It was the evil that you were born with. Because when the thousand years are over, you're going to still have thousands of people rejecting Jesus Christ. They're going to be carrying on the same old crazy way. But that's why I said, thank God we have our glorified bodies. I don't ever want to come this way. I don't ever, ever. That's why I'm striving to make it. I'm going. And that's why I talk the way I talk because I am. I, I decree and declare what I want. 
I'm going. I will not miss the rapture. I will not miss the trumpet. I will not miss the city. I will not. Can you imagine? Watch this. I know it's bad. But could you imagine living here and there are no restraints? That's the way it's going to be when Christ removes the church and the Holy Spirit moves on. There will be no restraint. Even the police going to be bad because they're going to be working for the Antichrist. No, I can't live like that. Now you can at least call them and say, hey, come, 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 because I'm in trouble. Then you won't be able to call them because they're going to be gathering up anybody who says they are Christian. And if you can't stand a toe ache now, tell me how you're going to stand to be tortured in those days. Please tell me. They say in the day of, of, of John the apostle, they boiled him in oil. Tell me how you're going to make it. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm not going to be here to find out either. My daughter, she, uh, Shakitha, she had me laughing. Oh, my God. She said she was on her way to work <laughs> for Christmas. And she said the streets were empty. <laughs> and so she said when she got over in her destination, which was out of Mobile, the streets were empty. So she said, uh-uh, something don't feel right. She said, let me call my mama. She says, the rapture done took place? <laughs> she said, now, my mama don't answer the phone. <laughs> she said, I know something going <laughs> So she, and she did call me, but I didn't know that's why she called me, and I picked up the phone. And she was saying, she said, mama, she said, what you ought to do is make a recording before the rapture. She said, because you know a lot of them going to call your phone because they're going to be left behind. <laughs> they're going to be running like the people was running looking for the wizard of Oz. They're going to be saying, we got to call Bishop. She said, but you ought to leave a recording that says, why are you calling me? I'm gone. <laughs> In the rapture. <laughs> now, y'all, I'm going. Y'all ought, ought, ought to say, you going. You better make up in your mind. See, we can't live just for the day. We got to live for now and the future. Because guess what? The future is coming. Oh, I'm out of here too, sweetie. I heard it. I'm, I'm not staying here. I mean that with everything in me. So you got the 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. Next, you're going to have the judging of the nations. The judging of the nations after the millennium reign is everybody who did not accept Jesus Christ, all backsliders, all church players, those that just didn't, you just didn't believe it. Then there will be the renovation of the earth by fire. Then there will be the new heavens and the new earth. And then there will be the surrendering of the perfect kingdom to the Father. What we speak of as time ceases and the eternal ages began. The earthly kingdom of Jesus Christ will last for 1,000 years and then merge into his eternal kingdom. Somebody said we're going back to eternity. 
Now, it's even been said that when we hit that zone, listen at this, y'all. Now, this has been said. I got to study it out some more. But it's been said that once we hit that eternal zone again, then God has the ability to restart life again. Restart a planet again. I say, what? He has the ability, because see, once we hit that eternal zone, the end, 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 everything goes back to zero. There is no 2021, 2022, 2005. Uh-uh. It goes back to zero. And he has the capability to restart everything all over again. My cry is, leave me with you. I ain't studying it. I'm not thinking about it. No, 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 no. Just leave me. I'm all right, God. I'm good. I already been down there. I already lived down there. No. No, thank you. No. That's, that's deep, y'all. That's deep. That's deep. Now, I'm already talking to him. You do what you do. Did you hear me? Look at Proverbs 23. Are are we coming on up? Are, Are we understanding? Is it plain? Proverbs 23. And it says, Proverbs 23, verse 17, let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. You better stop looking at what the sinner got, how they living, how they running, because it's only for a season. You better stay in reverence of God all day long. For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. What are you expecting? Prosperity, power, and presence now and in the future. That's exactly what we are expecting. That's what we're looking for. There's an end. There's a cutoff period. There's a cutoff period. I'm staying with Jesus. I'm staying with Jesus. Because I want to be in that kingdom. I have something to show you, and I guess it's okay now because God is leading me in that direction. I've been waiting. I found, with the help of Jesus Christ, where it literally shows. Do you remember me telling you that in the end times, the Roman Empire was going to rise up again? And we know how Rome, if you go back, See, we laugh at the Bible pictures and ha, ha, ha. That's not now. But guess what? It's coming back. You know, Roman, Roman government, they were God. That's what they said. And they murdered thousands and thousands and thousands of Christians. Well, that's what's going to happen during the time of the Antichrist. The Roman government is going to rise back up again. Can I show you something? You got a little time? We're going to get out. We're going to get out. We're going to get out. 
But I need you to take the word with you. Okay? <clears throat> two, we got two scriptures, and they are both prophetic. Because as you know, you have a prophetic pastor. Did you know that? That's why I act the way I do. I'm sorry. I get loud. I scream. I jump. I'm sorry. I just get moved by the spirit. I get moved by the spirit. I get caught up. <clears throat> God tell me to lay hands. I will. I see things. Hello. Two. And they are prophetic. Let's go. Revelation. We're going to start in Revelation. Amen. But we need to be up to speed. Amen. On what's going on and where we are and where we're going. Go to Revelations, the 11th chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want you to look at verse 15. Okay. And it begins to say in Revelation, and the seven angels sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world. Do you see that? Or become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign how long? How long? Okay. But the, but the kingdoms of this world are going to become, I need you to understand that, the kingdoms of God. So that means where we are today, in these last days, what's happening? Kingdoms are giving away. The world is giving away. The United States is giving away. I need you to understand that. But, but we're not afraid because, uh-oh, what is it, Lord? We got the promise of kingdom prosperity, kingdom power, and kingdom presence. This is why he says it's so important for us to have these things and have them active in our lives because the kingdoms of this world have to give away. And as they are giving away, they're making room for what? The kingdom of God. You better hear me. You better hear me. You better hear me because it's real. It's real, y'all. It's real. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. Do y'all see that? All right. Now. We want to go to a prophecy that is in the word of God as well, and it's in the book of Daniel. Go with me, please. The book of Daniel. Thank you, Jesus. If I'm going to live on this earth, I want to be knowledgeable. See, that's the other thing about the church, the worship center. You come in here and get what? The knowledge. So when you go back out there, you know how to carry yourself. You know how to live. Come on here. Plus, you've been washed. Come on now. The Bible says we have to get washed by the water of the word. We have to get all that uh, 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 fear and no faith off of us. We have to get all that thinks, thinking about I might want to go back in the sea. All that junk got to be washed away from us so we can think clearly. We just read to you how Satan, he desires to nudge you over to the area of just hoping in life and never stay in expectation. Well, it's the same about everything else. When he finds you at a low moment, he begins to nudge you. He don't push you. He don't grab you and run with you. He just kind of nudge you a little bit over into those areas of unbelief. And I don't care. And I don't need the word. And, oh, I got it. I know what I'm doing. 
okay, all right. I'm happy for you, because I'm coming. Daniel, chapter 2, please. All right. So there are Old and New Testament prophecies of Jesus Christ, millennium reign and eternal reign. Somebody say it's in the Old Testament and the New. Okay, we just read the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms, kingdoms of our Lord Jesus Christ. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. As Christ's kingdom comes in, all other rulership will come to an end. They will give away. It is recorded in the book of Daniel of the eternal reign of Jesus Christ. It is in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar reign. God gave him a prophecy by a dream of the kingdom of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, which should be set up in the world after the fall of all other Gentile kingdoms. Okay? Finally found it. I like that. Oh, God, I told him you're so good. All right, Daniel chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 6 first. Amen? And it says, Daniel 2, chapter 1, verse 1, chapter 2, verse 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams wherewith his spirit was troubled and his sleep break from him. Then the king commanded to call the magicians, the astrologers, and the sorcerers, and the Shandines for to show the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. And the king said unto them, I have dreamed a dream, and my spirit was troubled to know the dream. Then spake the Chaldeans to the king in Zerich, O king, live forever. Tell thy servants the dream, and we will show thee the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut in pieces. Now, this was a setup by God. I'm going to tell you why. So God gave, you know how you have a dream and you wake up? You can't remember the dream, but inside you, you shaking, something going on. You know you just had a dream. So that's how Nebuchadnezzar was. He knew he had a dream. It was the impression, the impression of the dream had been left on him in his spirit, but he couldn't remember the dream. But God did a setup. He wouldn't allow the dream to be remembered because if it had been remembered, then the soothsayers and the astrologers would have been able to run in there and give him an interpretation. God said, no, I got a man that deals with me. Yeah. Hey, hey, right in your kingdom, O king, I got a man who deals with the God of heaven and not man. Can, can we go on? <laughs> I thank him. I thank him. I say I thank him. What you say, Lord? What you say? All right, now we're going to go to verse 10, please. The Shandines answered before the king and said, there is not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore, there is <laughs> no king, Lord, nor ruler that asks such a thing at any magician or astrologer or Shandines. And it is a rare thing that the king required, and there is none other 
that can show it before the king except the gods. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Watch this. Even they knew this. Except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. He said that there's, a, there's only one possibility that this could even be done, and it has not to be amongst flesh. It's got to be a God who don't deal in flesh. They didn't understand it all. All right now. All right. Go to verse 19. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. Keep going. Wait a minute. Verse 11. And it is a rare thing that the king required, and there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this cause the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Mm. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arach, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. See, Daniel, Meshach, Rashak, and Abednego, they were all in that group of wise men. Okay? So if they had to kill the astrologers, sorcerers, they would have also had to kill Daniel them. Amen? But God got a plan. Somebody say, God got a plan. So he answered and said to Arach, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Arach made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezra, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So they fasted, they prayed, they sung songs, and they sought the Lord. Then was a secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set up kings. He gave wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealed the deep and secret things. He know what's in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. Is that in your Bible? I thank thee and praise thee, O thy God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou has now made known unto us the king's matter. Y'all see that? Which simply means the Lord gave Daniel what the dream was in its entirety. That's why I always consider, I don't, I don't like a lot of disruption. There was a day. I'm still there somewhat, but I want to get back. And if, until I get all these disruptions off of me, leave me alone. I'm, I'm just talking with you. I'm just talking with you. Daniel got the interpretation, but he also got the dream. King didn't tell him the dream. God told him the entirety of the dream and gave him the interpretation. And he's still doing that today. He's still doing that today. I'm talking about to y'all, to the church, to the body of Christ.
Say, say, say the word of God. You stay up under. Stay in it. It'll make you wise. It'll make you wise. It'll make you wise. Go down. To the verse, to verse 25. Then Eric brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Bethazar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king had demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king, but there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. And make it known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the, this is important, this is a key, in the latter days. You see, in the day of Nebuchadnezzar, he was a king. He had a kingdom. You got to understand that now. He had a kingdom. And there are still kingdoms set up in the world today. But those kingdoms are giving away to make way for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's going to be. Huh? He says he's telling you what's going to be in the latter day. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What should come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets make it known to thee what shall come to pass. Is that in your Bible? Mm. Thank you, Jesus. But as for me, the secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretation to the king that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. You see, Nebuchadnezzar was laying up on his bed thinking about how great he was. He was thinking about how awesome his kingdom was. And he was thinking about how his kingdom was going to go on and thrive forever. And then he fell off to sleep. And the Lord said, you think you're so wise. You think your kingdom going to last forever. But it is not. Because, you know, Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked man. But yet he had a kingdom. Why? Because it is God who gives kingdoms. It just told Daniel, said he sets up a king. He takes down a king. He changes seasons and times. Because if you go back and read in Revelation, Babylon is going to be destroyed because Babylon is wicked and evil, but yet God gave him power. Why? Because it is Nebuchadnezzar who took the Jewish people out from their land and took them over into Babylon and enslaved them. Why did that happen? Because of their sin. See, you always say, I hear the old saying, there's always something greater. You can buy a house today, somebody else can go buy a bigger house. That's why I don't get into all that foolishness. It'll run you crazy. Have your hair turn gray. You can go get a bad car, and in two weeks, somebody else will have a badder car. Yeah, 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 I say. So, so, so. I don't have time for it either. Anything, that's why I was saying last Sunday, anything I get, 
It's going to be because I want it. And I like it. And I'm satisfied with it. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. I ain't going to keep up with the Joneses. I ain't studying that junk. Because you'll spin up everything trying to outrun them. All right, now. All right. That's old folks' sins. Okay. Okay, now. All right. Hey, 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 your Lord. Yes, Father, we thank you. We thank you. Look at verse 31. Here's the dream. Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. The great image whose brightness was excellent stood before thee, and the former of was terrible. The image head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Wow. So Nebuchadnezzar dozed off to sleep. Oh, he was thinking about how great he was. He was thinking about how beautiful his kingdom was. He, he was thinking about how much he had. Huh? And Daniel says, this is the dream. And we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou art king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven had given thee a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And whosoever the children of men dwell, and wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heavens, hath he given unto thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So in the dream, he says there's a statue. It's a statue of a person. The head is gold, the breast is silver and brass, the arm black. But each one of those parts represents a kingdom. And he said, we're going to start with you, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar. Isn't that amazing? And y'all talking about the prophet, the prophet. Oh, I, I, why you got to talk to me like that? Why you got to tell me that? Dad, Daniel is in the kingdom, and he got to tell Nebuchadnezzar, you the head, you the head of gold that's about to come down. And your kingdom is not going to last forever. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. 39. He told him, you the head of gold. Verse 38. He says in 39, and after these, watch this, and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with the miry clay. Is that in there? Is that in there? 
Yes, Lord. He says, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom should be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, and they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Now, I want to stop right there. I'm looking for something. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That's not what I want. I want to show you something. There it is. There it is. Here we go. Here we go. I want to slow down a minute. All right. So let's, let's, let's recap. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He dreams of an image. He dreams of that image having different uh, substances in it. The head was made out of gold, and Daniel said, you are that head part. Okay? He said, you are, you are the one with gold, but there's another kingdom coming that's going to be inferior to yours. Okay? Now, I want to say this. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right. Here we are right here. The image represented the four Gentile powers that would exercise world dominion, ruling over the Jewish people. Nebuchadnezzar was in Babylon, and he was the head of gold. Persia was the arms of silver, one arm representing Mede and the other Persia. Greece was the third kingdom, and the belly and thighs of bronze, that's the Roman Empire. Now, now, I want you to find that in the Bible, though. I want you to find that in the Bible. All right. He says, bronze, come on down, got iron and clay. Okay? I want you to find that 41 verse, I believe. The kingdom should be divided, but there should be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest, the iron was mixed with what? Clay. Miry clay. Okay? All right. That's the Roman Empire. Okay? The two legs and feet of iron. The legs representing the eastern and western wings of the kingdom, the feet of iron and baked clay. Okay, I want to stop right there. Wait a minute now. So you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got iron and you got the miry clay. The iron, just want to catch us up, represents the Roman Empire when it was ruling in the day of Jesus Christ. All these kingdoms, Persia, Greece, the Meds, all of those had came, just like it said, after Nebuchadnezzar. But... We all know, according to scripture, the Roman Empire is no more. But it all came to pass, correct? Wait a minute. Now, let me show you, let me show you where, we're, where, 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 where we are in there, where we're headed. He says, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Okay? 
He says, for as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God had made known unto the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain and an interpretation is sure. All right, go back up to the 43rd verse. Well, you see, 42nd. Well, you see the toes and the feet were part iron and part clay. That is called the revived Roman Empire. Okay? Listen at this. And the toes represent ten kingdoms. Now, hold it right there. That's in Revelation, y'all. Listen to me good. This is what's coming. It's not called the Roman Empire anymore. It's going to be called the revived Roman Empire. Why? Because when the Antichrist comes and begins to rule, he's going to rule just like the Roman Empire. But did you notice where it says there was iron mixed with miry clay? The miry clay are the ten toes. Okay? What are the ten toes? Those are the ten kingdoms in the end time that are going to give their power up to the Antichrist. This hadn't even, listen to me, this is a prophecy back in the day of Daniel that hadn't even come to pass yet. But yet it is written in Revelation that this is going to come to pass. So if you are left behind, you will go through with that revived Roman Empire. And all I need you to do is go back and remember how the Romans treated the Jewish people. No, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be here. See, everybody playing. Oh, we go to church. We go when we want to. We go if we want to. We play in church. We do what we want to do because we already know. But the Bible says knowledge is power. Huh? Timothy, Timothy was told by Paul to take those prophetic words that you are given and you do what? Warfare. It helps us to stand in the evil day. Knowledge is power because it helps you to know and stand in the evil day. Now, you mean to tell me you're going to keep playing. You're either going to leave here or the trumpet going to sound and you get left here. This is what you're going to have to go through and endure. And this is why they say in Revelation, you're going to get a mark, the 666, because the, the third six is total flesh. Because that's what the revived Roman Empire is going to deal out of is total flesh. There will be no, uh, oh, yes, that's it. Oh, God, help me to grasp that. Wait a minute, he just gave it to me. Like now we can pray and God change the hearts and minds. We can pray over circumstances and situations. That won't be going on then. It's going to be total flesh. Y'all don't believe nothing. It's going to be what? Somebody say, total flesh. So the revived Roman Empire and the toes representing the ten kingdoms. The decreasing value of the materials and the increasing strength except in the feet of iron and clay. So the strength started where? At the head. But as it kept coming down, as each kingdom came into play, power weakened. That's what it's saying. Power weakened. What is it doing? Giving away. Giving away for what? The kingdom of Christ is going to come. But before the kingdom of Christ, Satan will get his chance 
to rule and reign on the earth. You say, how long? Seven years. He going to be so cunning, he going to fool the Jewish people to sign a peace treaty. That's how cunning. They going to think he God. You know why they going to think he God? Because they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Did y'all know that? Jews do not believe in Jesus Christ. They say that Abraham is the father of the Jewish nation, the Muslim nation, and the Christian nation. He is the father of all three. But you know, I already shared with y'all, Ishmael never got circumcised. Oh, I showed it to you in the word, baby. I didn't, I didn't tell you that off the top of my head. Ishmael never got circumcised. He never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior like Abraham did. So Abraham is the father of the Jewish nation and the Muslim nation, but they all got to come to Jesus now. That's the part they don't understand. Muslims think about Muhammad. Jews think about God. They don't consider Jesus as God. Christians consider Jesus as God because we are learning what? The word of God. So when the Antichrist come, because they don't know nothing about that, they are going to accept the Antichrist as God. But guess what? I do have some good news for you that might be left behind. You'll know it's the Antichrist because you've set up under the word. Everything you've heard preach is going to come back. There it is. That's right. That's right. Everything that's been preached is going to come back. And I tell myself over and over, you know, I ain't no way I'm going to go to church all my life and then be lost and left behind and have that word come up and condemn me. The devil is a lie. No, let the word convict me now, Lord. Now, you can, you, can, you can get on in your little world and think you're going to wake up in two or three years and America going to be a utopia. It will not. It will not. Because it's got to give way. The real kingdom coming. The real king coming. And I want to be ready. And you want to be ready. This is in Revelation. This is in Revelation. Go to Daniel chapter 7 and we're about to close. I want to talk plain. I, had to, I got to take out all the theology. Uh-huh, so we can understand it. So I can understand it. Daniel chapter 7. This didn't just start. This didn't, see, that's why you hear, you hear the song, we're not living just for the day. We're living for now and the future. We got, the church got to wake up. We get a new car, a new house. We get some clothes. We get some money. And we say, that's it. That is not it. Because if you get left here, they're going to take all that stuff from you. They're going to hunt down everybody who say they believe in Jesus. They're going to put a gun to your head and they're going to say, do you believe in Jesus? And then you're going to have to make a decision. Nope, won't be putting no gun to my head because I'm going on with the Lord. Nope, I don't even want to. Wait a minute, wait a minute, listen at this. I will not even allow myself to be put in a predicament like that. Thank you. you got your gun. 
You got your gun? No? I'm sorry. Don't worry about it then. I just want to show them an example. Don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Amen. Come on here. Come here, come here, come here. Come on, come on, come on. You mean to tell me? Come on here. Stand here. You ain't got put it, put, put, put it up there. Say, do you do you say either denounce Jesus? Either denounce Jesus or die. Or die. Amen. Amen. That's exactly what it's gonna be like, baby. I'm not putting myself in that predicament because I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. I'm not going to put myself there. Not when Jesus has already died and shed his blood and given me a way to get to him without all that nonsense. Well, thank you, Lord. No, I'm not doing that, baby. You can't tell me how you're going to feel if somebody really honestly put a gun to your head and say, denounce Jesus or die. Amen. You better stop playing. We better stop playing. Well. This is why we're under grace now. This is why he said, come, come, come to me. Come to Jesus while there's grace and mercy flowing. You don't have to give your life. I've already given mine. I just need you to say, yes, Lord. It's real. And we won't use a child, but I'm going to say this right now. Those that are left behind, if you got children and they left too and you left, they're going to use your children and they're going to torture them in front of you. Y'all ain't hurt. Y'all better get, this is the real deal here. I ain't coming here to preach you no house car. God going to give you that. They going to take them children and torture them in front of you for you to do what? Denounce Jesus. You say, why are you talking like that? Then you don't know about the Roman Empire. You don't understand where we're headed. You don't understand what's coming. This is real. Washington, D.C. is a joke compared to what's coming. It's a joke. How you think it make a child feel to see their parent killed in front of them? Oh, it's going to be some junk going on. Uh, Lord, I got to get out of here. I got to go. I'm going to be real, though. You know why I'm going to be real? Because the Lord told me to be real. I'm going to be real because we're living in that time to be real. We already showed you from the word of God. We in the last days. And I, I don't want you to put, look, stop trying to put a number. We're not trying to tell you when Jesus is coming. We just want you to know he is coming. We want you to know where the world is headed, where the kingdoms are headed. And if it take another 50 years from now, you need to understand the conditions in the world are going to worsen every day, every year. Yes, Lord. I'm coming back to Daniel 7. I just want you to go to 1 Thessalonians.
Do you understand? We in it now. Amen. We just headed toward more and more. Do you understand that? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Go to Second Thessalonians. Yes, Lord. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're going to close after this now. We're going so you can digest it. Maybe you'll get you a footstool and start preaching at home. Stop playing in the church. Everybody want a position. You got one. It's at your house. And if they don't want to hear it, you better preach to yourself. That's why the old folks used to sing a song. If mama don't go, daddy don't go, sister don't go, brother don't go, children don't go, I'm going. Because it's real. It's real. And you know what? Can I say something? I don't want to live. I don't want to live out, out, out on the earth's outskirts. I've said this before. I want to be as close to Jesus as I can so I'll know what's going on. They sing a song up in here. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, let me be a part of it. Let me be knowledgeable of it. I want to know what he's doing. I want to know the direction he's taking. I don't want to be living. See, some people call themselves Christians. They're living too far from Jesus. Oh, yes, they are. And they don't know what's going on. Just doing whatever they want to do. And, oh, I got what I need now. And I got a little money. Got a little food. Got a little house. Got a little clothes. That ain't about two cents. Thank God for the house. Thank God for the clothes. Thank God for the money in the bank. But you better not base your life on just that. Why this church? Why this church? There are many churches in Mobile, Alabama that are on a, are on a prophetic level. Not a lot, but there are others. But this ministry is on a prophetic level. Hello? To preach the truth. Why? Because we are an end-time ministry. That's what we are. So when people dot them doors and they hear the message, guess what? They are held accountable for what they've heard. We are held accountable for what we're hearing. No, I will not be left behind. The devil is a lie. I don't even like to get, I, I, I touched the stove the other day. I wasn't thinking, though. My mind was caught up because I had been studying and running in the kitchen. And I made a mistake. I turned everything off, but it wasn't cool. And I took my hand, caught myself, going to brace myself to reach something up in the cabinet. And when I touched my mind, the Holy Ghost said, hey, uh, that, that top, that iron is still hot. And I jerked my hand back. No, 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 baby. Uh-uh. I can't even stand that little bit of heat. I'm just being real with you. I can't even stand that. And you think I want to live in hell? Wait a minute. Let's just say this then. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You think I want to go through hell? No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 1. He says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That's a scripture about the rapture right there. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming, 
That's that second coming of Christ. Amen. That's when the trumpet going to blow in. All right. And by a gathering together unto him, that's the rapture. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us. As that day of Christ is at hand. Listen to what he's saying. And that's why we preach the way we preach. We're not telling you it's in the morning. We're not telling you it's in two years. We're not even telling you in the next 25. But we are saying this. It is coming. And you better live like it's coming. Hello? Because, oh, I just heard the Holy Ghost say. Because, see, even though we're waiting on the trumpet to blow and the dead in Christ going to rise first and those who which, which remain in our lives should be caught up to meet him in the air, when is your number going to be called? See, I don't live like no fool. I want 120, but I know God holds the number. Are y'all listening to me? Some people live like a fool. Amen. Or the trumpet could blow when we walk out that door. We don't know. But we have to preach it because it is coming. We preach it because it is coming. And knowledge is power. Yeah, they're going to be out there. I hear God saying, them little teenagers going to be out there acting a fool, thinking they grown. But when, when it's all said and done, if they get left behind, all that grown going to go. Did y'all hear what I say? I hear robbing folk, killing folk, uh, selling drugs, smoking weed. Come on here. Having babies out of marriage. Come on here. This the real deal here. They don't want to hear that. But that trumpet blow, and they get left behind, all the grown going to go. Because even the Bible said, don't let your flight be in the winter, and woe be unto those that have children. Because if you can't buy nothing, how are you going to feed them? Y'all ain't lit. How are you going to feed them? <laughs> uh, and we supposed to be teaching Lord, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Pastor, don't say that about the little children. Okay, well, you the parent, you're supposed to be teaching them. You're supposed to come in here, get the word of God, and teach them. And from there, they make their own decision. So if look, Nuke left and that'll be their choice. That'll be their choice. Don't be soon shaken that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. Watch this, the first thing that's going to happen, except that come a falling away first. And I already told you about that. What does that mean? That's why the churches, I don't know how these folk got all these folk up in their churches. It's because they're motivational speakers, and they swinging from the rapsters. You get a car, you get a car, you get a house. You're going to get a husband, you're going to get a wife. Your bank account going to be full. That is going to happen. He said the first thing going to be a great falling away. And do you know every year since the last days begun, when did the last day begin? When did the last days begin? The day that Jesus Christ was born. People have been leaving the ministries. Leaving from under the word of God. They say we don't need it. We don't want it. We grown. We grown. Mmm. 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 
As long as people think miracles are going on and, 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 and the wonders and signs are going on, they'll pack out of place. But when that stops and the word got to go in there, oh, we out of here. We just wanted the blessing. We just wanted the miracles, signs, laying on of hands, prophesy to us. My, 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 Is that in your Bible? Great falling away. Yes, sir. This is, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Father. Yes, sir. There it is. He says, that day will not come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Somebody say, that's the Antichrist. You see, the Antichrist is coming in a time when the money, economics, and all your Facebooks and giving away and the economy giving away and people that lost their hope in Jesus, that's when he's coming. He's waiting. He waiting. He waiting. He waiting. Watch this. Who opposed it and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withhold it that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. It's already out here. Here's your key. Only he who now led it, we are led until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed. What is that saying? The church going to be taken off the earth. We are the restraining power. You better hear me. The church is the restraining power of the powers of darkness. Once the church is removed and the Holy Spirit has moved on, there will be no more restraining power it will be gone the church is the light and the salt that's in the world today that's why things I know what you say and I you know things are just bad pastor but they're not like they're gonna get we are truly protected we are truly protected by the blood of Jesus Christ and the name of Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit empowering us but once that is gone when that leaves, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. He just, he told me the illustration. It's just like when I get up here and preach, and then I'll say, uh-oh, the Holy Ghost lifting. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And what do I say? I say, well, when he lifts, I got to go. I got to go. It's just, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's just like that. When he lifts up off the earth and takes the church with him, the body of Christ, those that are believers. Can you imagine when all hell is free to do whatever it wants to do? And nobody, wait a minute, y'all, and nobody going to tell it what to do. There will be no restrainer. There will be no restrainer. Can you imagine people running, killing each other for food? I know you got food. I know you got something in there. I don't know why I just see this stuff. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And, and the Lord didn't let me watch my movies. I wanted to. I know what you're saying, but I didn't. 
I tried. I got sick. I got, I couldn't get to him. He said, nope, no, 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 no. He said, I want you to preach from what I put in you. I want you to preach. I want you to preach from the notes that you've been collecting since 1980. See, I've been in this since 1980. This didn't just start on Broad Street for me. This God been dealing with me. He been raising me up and getting me ready. I didn't know what for. He don't wait till you 75 and start. Uh-uh. It has to start somewhere in your life. And he been dealing with me back in the 80s. I will not be left behind. And I am not afraid of the change. You say, what you saying to us? And I'm finna close. I'm not afraid to let this flesh drop off. Because I understand the flesh is not us. The real me and you is the spirit. I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. I'm going in that city. I be confessing it. You see, we do a lot of declarations up in here. But here's the one you don't hear is the one I confess is where I said, I'm going to make it to that city. I'm going to get in that city. I'm going to live there, walk there, talk there, enjoy it. Because I'm not just living on this side for a piece of bread. I like a piece of bread now. <laughs> That's why I got these hips. I love a piece of bread. My mama said, what you ate for dinner? I said, nothing because I'm still full from breakfast. I like a piece of bread. But I'm not going to sell my soul for it. And I'm not going to be left behind. And that's whether I'm sleeping in the grave or hear the trumpet. That's why the Bible said we need to die in Christ. Amen? Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand, praise Thank you, Jesus. We thank the Lord for the word today. We thank the Lord for all the available resources to understand his word.